Welcome to the Well Women Co. podcast, and thanks for tuning in to the Word First series, a series of short weekly Bible studies to build up your faith and refresh your soul to live in freedom, joy, and peace. The storm is raging around us, and without an anchor for a soul, we'll find ourselves tossed to and fro by the latest controversy or conspiracy. We're not promised the kind of peace the world craves, which is described as tranquil and free of conflict. However, the Father does promise to give a peace that cannot be taken away no matter the circumstance we find ourselves in. John 1 reveals that Jesus was the Word, and that Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is still the Word today, and His Spirit that dwells inside of us brings the words we read on the pages alive in our hearts. Word First series is the practice of cultivating a lifestyle in which we look to Him first to satisfy us, fulfill our desires, and provide for us and guide for us. A word first lifestyle is knowing how to apply his living words in our everyday lives and deepening our trust in God to keep his promises. My desire for you is to find this place of refuge in the Father and from the place of security in Jesus, walk in greater levels of authority and steadfast purpose throughout your days. If your soul is weary or sad, if you're stuck in the middle waiting for promises to be fulfilled, if you feel confused as to where you're headed, you're in the right place. So thanks for joining us in this Word First series. Let's dig in. Today's episode is sponsored by our free Six Steps to a Miracle Morning Guide. This beautiful and short ebook is my secret miracle morning routine that I do every morning, okay, almost without fail. Since implementing these six simple steps each morning, I get more done. I respond versus react when things don't go as planned. I reach my goals quicker and with ease, and I live each day with clarity and intention about how I can fulfill my purpose each day. The best part is that I've learned how to engage my faith and activate the Word of God. Not only am I accomplishing more of what matters, I'm becoming more like the woman I want to be. Each step is simple, takes only a few minutes, and putting them all together feels like magic. So grab your free guide at wellwomenco.com or in today's show notes. Get your free six steps to a miracle morning guide ebook download right on your computer or device at wellwomenco.com or in the show notes. I promise if you don't already, you're going to love mornings again. Become who God created you to be and do the stuff you're called to do. Grab your free guide now at wellwomenco.com or in the show notes. Well, welcome, Minta, to the Well Women Co. podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, it's about time we had you (laughs) on this show because you have a fantastic podcast called Mint Podcast, which we'll talk about later. And I've had the honor of having conversations with you and your community. And now it's time to dig out the gold in you (laughs) and disperse it to our listeners. So thanks for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you. So I'm going to set up this conversation a little bit today. We're in the Word First series, and Minta, you have an incredible testimony. (laughs) I mean, you have what I call a juicy testimony. (laughs) I do. I don't know if that's okay to say, but it's it's powerful because um, your story relates to so many who feels like they were they far away from the Lord, and He reached in and and rescued you. And um, I'd love to share that testimony 
in a future podcast in depth, but we're actually going to be jumping in more in the middle of your journey because you have a powerful testimony as it relates to the word of God and how even as a current believer, that's actually started to transform your life, even though you already knew the Lord. And, you know, um, a lot of times in Christian circles and when we're involved with ministers, we go to church um, after the message, frequently the pastor will call for salvation, right? right? He'll give the invitation, you know, based on what you heard today, do you want to be part of the family of God? And we hear the salvation prayer. And I've found that in the Western church, there's a lot of emphasis on salvation, like fire insurance, making, make sure you know where you're going when you die. Right. And that is important. And that is a (laughs) gift. Like salvation is the, the beginning and it's an incredible miracle, but it doesn't stop there. And I feel like there's so many keys, especially like I mentioned for the Western church at large to recognize that once we're saved, like we are just beginning. And, you know, a lot of times we might have this flawed perspective that if I accept Jesus into my heart, that my life is going to be all rainbows and butterflies. But actually the truth is that once we accept Jesus into our life and we become a disciple of Jesus, a lot of times it feels like all hell breaks loose Absolutely, because we have an enemy that doesn't want, like I said at the beginning, us to discover the gold that the Lord has deposited in us, that he knows if we grab hold of and have an encounter with the love of God, it's going to impact a lot of other people and a lot of other people are going to come into the kingdom. And so I'm excited to highlight the part of your story today, Minta, <laughs> that isn't, that doesn't end, I shouldn't say isn't just, but it doesn't end at salvation. We can right. give God praise and glory of what he's done through your life after salvation. So I would love if you would just start with a story of, you know, as a young believer, what was the point where the word became alive to you? Okay, cool. This is like my favorite part of the story. So I'm happy to jump in here, you know, and I will save my full testimony for another time, but I do want to say this. I grew up in a Christian home and I had faith, but then when I was about 30, my, my life got super hard and I I hit rock bottom and I actually walked away from my faith and I came back then about three years later. And so that's the point where this story really starts is I was saved again um, and really questioned myself, Minta, what, what went wrong last time? What happened to my faith? How come I fell apart when it got hard? And so I actually found a mentor. Her name was Mary, the neatest a godly woman. And she spoke into my life at that time. And the very first time we met, she had a word for me. And she said, Minta, God told me that you've been a Christian most of your life, but you're a spiritual newborn. Ouch. Wow. And she said, you're not, you can drink milk when it comes to the Bible, but you're not ready for meat. You, you can't do food. So you got to get into the word every single day. And I remember the conviction that I felt, um, in that moment, and since then, I can I can tell you that I have read my Bible <laughs> every single day since then. I have not missed, and I, it started this fire in me. I started to read it for an hour a day, you know. And I don't want people to listen and think, "Holy cow, that's I do not have an hour." That 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 is not what it. You don't have to read it an hour a day. That's not what I'm saying. But for me, that's what I just I was like I couldn't get enough, and I. 
what I was reading, it was like I'd never heard it before. And I had fresh eyes and new eyes. And I started to get to know God and read about his promises for the very first time and understand who he was and how he was good, even in the hard times Mm -hmm. and why his power changes things. And it was like my eyes were open to the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I didn't have to do it by myself. It wasn't just me having to try harder, but God actually sending me his power through the Holy Spirit to walk out this new life. And I just literally, as I drank in scripture, felt myself being transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of my mind. Wow. I feel like I've lived that out and starting to understand things in a whole new way. And the more I read, the more I was changed and the more God worked on me and the more the anger faded away and the bitterness in my heart that had taken root faded away and my doubt faded away. And I can honestly say that that came from just two to three years of drinking in the word of God, like out of a fire hose, but it was my lifeline. And it was literally how God rewrote all the brokenness in my life and brought healing to me. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the start of my journey of just really learning to fall in love with the word of God and not just read over it, not just read it as fast as I could, but to soak in it, mm-hmm. you know, to marinate it. Um, this sounds silly, but my favorite pork chop recipe, you have to marinate them for 12 hours and then you grill them. And sometimes I forget <laughs> and I marinate them for like an hour and then I grill them and it's not the same. And it's kind of like that with the word of God. I know that sounds silly, but if you just gloss over it and read the story and move on, okay. But if you sit in it for a couple days and read it out loud and then read it quietly to yourself and then ask questions about the character and then maybe read a trusted commentary about it, all of a sudden, then the spirit can start to speak to you and reveal things to you because you've marinated in it, you know? And that was the first time in my life that I had marinated in the scriptures mm. and just really let it, really processed um, what these characters must have thought and how they felt. And all of a sudden, I could relate to a lot of those characters, yeah. you know? I love the Bible. It's a story of God using broken people to bring glory mm. to his name. And so I fit right in in that book, you know? <laughs> yeah. I am a broken person. I've made more mistakes. My story's juicy, as you said. So, <laughs> But I found my people in that yeah. book. Yeah. I, I mean, if you listen to you, Amenta, for 30 seconds, you catch the passion for the word. <laughs> And so that's encouragement for listeners listening who maybe feel dry. Maybe you're at a season where you're opening up the Bible and it's like, this feels so dead to me and lifeless. But it's transformed Minta from the inside out and you can literally feel it. So I want to encourage you wherever you are in your journey in the word to latch on to Minta's faith in Mm -hmm. a sense and say, Mm -hmm. hey, there's more revelation that the Lord has for me. And you can actually borrow Minta's testimony in the word. Um to increase that fire in your own heart. And so I'd love to hear, you know, like the before and after, because you, you mentioned you were a believer, right? You were a believer, which is so powerful. We were 30 years old. Right. And so what do you think was the shift? Describe like what reading the word was like before this woman mm-hmm. challenged you and then after. You know, and so this is embarrassing to admit, but I want to be honest about it. Um, you know, I went to church and I sang on the worship team and I was on a service planning team and I helped uh, lead Sunday schools. And I, if there was a committee, I served on it and I had a small group of people. And so on the outside, it really did look like I was doing all of the right Christian things, but my Bible reading was like next to nothing. You know, if I was in a really hard space, I might read a couple Psalms to help myself feel better. But I, I did not 
read and study the word of God. Now, I want to say something here, and I don't mean it in a negative way at all, but I did, however, read a lot of books written by Christians about the Bible, but I didn't read the Bible itself. And I think the danger there is that there is actual literal power in the book in the word of God, you know? And and if you read a book about the word of God, it's just one step away and it's someone's interpretation and not that books can't be anointed or be very powerful or have good revelation. They can, but it was replacing my Bible reading. And so I wasn't, like, I believe there is power in, in, in reading the word of God. There's life that comes to you into your body when you read it. And so I just didn't do that. And that is literally the one thing I can point to, to say, is the difference between last time when my faith was weak enough that it fell apart in hard times versus this time where I feel like I am rooted and anchored and the storms have come in monsoons at me, but I have held firm. That is, it's literally the one difference is spending time studying the word of God. And I think it doesn't have to be an hour a day like what I did. I mean, even if you can just get it in for 10 to 15 minutes and just read it and soak in it and then ask the Lord to reveal something in it to you. Um, man, it's just that for me has been the one difference. Thank you for your vulnerability and even sharing like, this is what my life looked like on the outside. You know, yeah. probably a lot of people perceived you yes. um, differently than what was actually true in your heart. Mm -hmm. And you know what? This describes so many of us mm -hmm. at certain points of life. And this is why we're doing this series because I feel like the storm that's raging around us, mm -hmm. there's so many people being tossed to and fro and they have no anchor in the storm because they don't know the word of God. They know about it. Maybe they've even grown up in church, maybe you've even led groups, but it's like you have a mile wide, but an inch deep. Yes. You know, you're, you're a mile <laughs> wide committed in the church circles and you do all the right things and you even pray sometimes and you're faithfully go to church with your family, but your knowledge of the word is only an inch deep. And I say knowledge, but what I mean by that is actually the revelation. Right. And I think what you're saying, Minta, in like marinating in the word, again, this is not a religious practice or no. duty. Mm -mm. You mentioned the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit brings life to the word, right? Mm -hmm. It says in, in the in the Bible that the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So we can read all the Bible we want and it can actually cause us to kill people, right? I mean, we can make all sort of assumptions out of what the, the Bible says, but we have to partner it with the spirit of God. So because he's the one who actually brings that revelation and brings it alive, like you're saying. So right. talk about like your relationship with the Holy Spirit in reading the word and how, how do you do that on a daily basis? Practically, what does that look like of inviting him into your times of reading and studying? Okay. Well, it's not very fancy, but I'll share it. Absolutely. You know, and I think that was something too, um, the first time around, I did not fully understand the power of the Holy Spirit and how crucial that that was, that he he is the one that makes it come alive, that he is the one that empowers us to walk out God's will, that he is the one that gives us the wisdom and the revelation and the understanding. And, and so every morning um, when I open up my Bible in the morning, I just pray a simple prayer and I'm like, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to read your word. Would you send your spirit with me now? And would you give me wisdom and revelation as I read your word? And would you help me understand how I can apply it to my life that I might become more like you? Amen. And that is just my simple, you can kind of hear it, can't you? Like mm -hmm. I pray that every day, it just comes right out. Um, 
and then I read, and then at the end, I just pray again. Um, and, you know, I take notes as I read, and I, I'm very careful. Every day I like to write down, well, what hit me about that and how does it intersect with what I'm walking through right now and how do I see myself applying that and wow, this, you know, this would be really good. I should, I should try this out with my daughter or I should try this out uh, next time I speak at breakfast club and finding one way to apply it before I walk away and then just praying and asking the Lord that, hey, help me, help me walk this out. Help me become more like you. Help me. So it's a lot of prayer. <laughs> it's and it's humility, right? Yeah. It's it's coming to the word. It's yep. approaching the word because I want to know you more, Jesus. Not because I need to straighten out my life and I want to feel better, although it's a side effect. Right. Right. And that's my my big thing um is humility. Because you can approach the word of God, but if you're proud, the Bible says pride blinds you. Hmm. And so you'll read, wow. but it will not transform wow. you. You will seeing you will not see. Yeah. And it, but it, when you approach the word of God with like, Lord, change me, point out in me, Psalm 31, what offends you and, and help me to become more like you. When we pray that prayer, you know, spirit, help me, please come that stance of humility. That is what opens us up yeah. for, for the word to speak to us, right. for the spirit to speak to us. Because if you're, if you're blinded by pride, then you, your eyes do not see and your ears do not hear. So it doesn't right. do you any good. Right. I'm reminded, uh, in John, 14, I believe when Jesus was talking to his disciples that I'm not going to be with you much longer. You know, I'm going away. And his disciples were like, what the heck? You can't do that. You're supposed to be king. And we're supposed to be sitting at your right hand and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Jesus said, no, it's good that I go away. It's going to be better for you that I go away because then I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, the helper. The helper. Yep. And do you know what the result of the helper is? I know you do, is that you're going to do not only just the works that I did, but the greater works. What an incredible promise, isn't it? It's crazy. For Jesus to say that, that we will have the power to do greater works than what he did. It's wild. And it's all because of his spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, not only is the spirit only reserved for special men and women of God to hear the voice of God, but his spirit dwells in each one of his kids. And so that's what you're alluding to is like you read the whole, the, word in partnership with the Holy Spirit and you actually invite him into that time. And it's so simple. It's so Again, it's simple. like, uh, help me. <laughs> I know. Literally every day I'm yeah. like, help me get it because I'm too dumb on my own. Thanks. Yeah. That'd be great. And yeah. Minta, you've shared this scripture with me so many times, even on a personal level and encouraging me in Ephesians 1.17. It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Yeah. Is there like anything you want to say about that? <laughs> no, I just, uh, that's such a transformative verse for me. Mm -hmm. I, I just think if we can grasp hold of the power of what that really means, that's the ticket. Mm -hmm. That's the way that we um, become more Christ-like. That's the way that we figure out what he's got for us. That's the way we access our full inheritance as yeah. children of God is when we take that stance. Right. But it, it, it is his work. And right. so... If we're willing to ask for it and willing to put in the time and open ourselves up for it, he promises that's what he's going to do. It's yeah. it's an incredible promise. Right. So what I hear you saying is maybe, you know, for those of us who want to continue to deepen our journey into the word, and by the way, Jesus is the word. Right. So again, I want to keep drawing us back to relationship. Like this is not just read the Bible more, check off the list. No, it's like this is actually getting to know the Father through the word. And so what I hear you saying is maybe perhaps this is step one. Like if this is new to you or you just want to grow from the place that you're at, 
at. Maybe step one is just inviting the Holy Spirit when you open up the word or when you open up your Bible app in the morning of just, you could highlight this first. Maybe let's encourage people to like print this off and put it on their back uh, iPhone screen or phone screen, stick it on your fridge, this Ephesians 1 17, and just say, God, you've given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation that I may know you better. Hmm. Like, just help me. Just yeah. reveal yourself through these words I'm about to read because without you, this is just dead words, but I want you to bring it to life. And so with that, assuming that might be the first step to continue our journey into the word in a deeper way, is there any other like really practical things you can share with us about what this journey has looked like for you in the word? I mean, even, even in this, this specifically in the season of like kickstarting it, you know? Yeah. Love it. You said an hour a day, were there other tools, conversations? If you don't have an hour a day, don't freak out. That's totally fine. I'd say start with 10 to 15 minutes and just make that your habit. Like every day. Yeah. Like you, coffee when you first wake up is the habit, you know, like (laughs) coffee is life. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have four kids, but, um, make that a habit. Here's a a few other practical things that I like to tell people is find a commentary that is uh, accurate and good and true. The one I like to use is desiringgod.org, but I, I go to them. So I will read a story in the book of John about Jesus. And then I go to desiringgod.org and I type in that chapter and I read what experts who have studied the Greek uh, in its original form have to say about what this passage is actually about and where it connects to other pieces of scripture. The Bible is incredible in how it interconnects and how it all works together to show us who God is and the glory of his name. And I like to say there's like a subtext running under every story. Like you can Mm, read the Bible for Um, on face value and you'll be able to get something out of it and it's good. But when you dig down into the dirt of what was going on in that time and who Jesus was speaking to and what it would have meant, there is a whole nother level of meaning underneath there that you can access if you understand the context Mm -hmm. of when it happened and all the other things going on. And so I'm not an expert. I don't do Greek yet. You know, like I haven't studied, uh, that yet. I'm on my way hopefully someday, but, um, so I found someone who is, yeah, and that right. brings a richness to the text mm-hmm. and an understanding that maybe you don't have before. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think that's so fun. Another practical tip I love to give to people is I really, I hope I'm not speaking against any advice that you've ever given here, but don't start in Genesis and read it from front to back. <laughs> if you are just learning how to dive into the Bible or you want to get more, can I just say, start in the gospels, start with the book of John or start in Matthew and read it and discover who Jesus was because you get to see the father then because mm-hmm. he is the reflection of the father and you get to understand his heart and know him. And once you understand that, the other parts of the Bible make a lot more sense. So I would say push pause. If bless your heart, you're in the middle of Leviticus, um, push pause and jump to like the book of John or jump to Matthew and dig in there and get to know who your father is. And then that other stuff is going to start to make more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of, those are my two other practical 
tips that I would say have really helped me out. Yeah, I fully agree with what Minta just said <laughs> about not starting um, in an Old Testament, which which could be fine. Like, there's power in all of it, but you're For right. Sure. Just to get a glimpse of, like, the heart of the Father, uh, that's a great suggestion. I love Blue Letter Bible. Do you Ooh, use yes. that? Mm-hmm. So Blue Letter Bible is a free app. It's also, you can find it on the internet. And this helps. You can look up any verse and look at the original language because the word is so rich. Yes. And a lot of times when it's translated into the English language, a lot of that is lost in translation. Mm -hmm. And so I've had crazy encounter and revelation through a verse, let's just say, that popped out in my time. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this really means. Or like, what does this word really mean? And then you dive into the blue letter resource or another commentary resource and you get this rabbit trail of meaning and depth and richness. And the second thing that I'll add on to that, just from personal experience, is like, be okay with this season that you're in because I've been in seasons and maybe you have too into of like quantity it's like I just want to read as much as I can and I'm just in seasons of like devouring large quantities but then there's other seasons where I'm like on a verse for a month for sure yeah a month let it marinate let it marinate <laughs> So we want like to encourage you too in this, in this, that you're going to have different seasons, just like a relationship is not always the same thing and give yourself grace. Like the Lord, I mean, I love, let's say John 15 or Ephesians oh, one, like yes. some of these chapters, you'd have enough fuel to last your whole life. Right. Literally. If you, yep. if you took the time to, to chew on it, where it became you, I mean, you, you would be fine. Yep. <laughs> you'd be just fine through that revelation. So I want to give people, um, just the grace, you know, and starting. Can I give one other encouragement Absolutely. before we start? Mm-hmm. There is this sign in the weight room at my son's high school, and it says, you can't cheat the grind. Mm-hmm. And what I like to tell people is like, you can, there's just no shortcutting spending time in the word of God. And, and just to reassure people, like, you know, you, you wouldn't ever want to go in a weight room and just stand there and look at the weights and expect to get stronger. Like you wouldn't think that. Right, right. And it's kind of the same thing about your faith. You can't, hang out at church, but not pick up the weight, the Bible and, and do the work and actually chew through it. But I just want to be encouraged. Like if you do the grind, if you can figure out how to do that work part, I think that's where we get hiccuped sometimes is like, we, we don't want faith to be work. And I'm not trying to make it sound like it's work to have a relationship with God. But if you're, if you want to grow, if you want to get stronger, if you want to have a rich faith, if you're looking for that next step, that next level, there's no cheating the grind. And I just want to encourage you, like the grind is actually awesome. Mm -hmm. When you get into it, if you can make that a routine part of your day, the rewards are amazing. They're, they're so beautiful, but it, it is, it is to some level a grind. Like you got to make a commitment, Mm -hmm. you know, and in our society, we're so okay to make commitments to eat healthier. And we're so okay to make a commitment to work out. And faith is like that. We got to make that same Mm -hmm. commitment to get into the word of God and spend time in his presence, but we will see the results. It's just so awesome. Speaking of food, it's kind of like eating chips and guac as well, mm. <laughs> because although it is it is work and it takes intention and you might have to say no to some other things for a season or forever, yeah. right, yeah. to prioritize his word in our life. At the same time, when we continue to devour it, we just want more. Yes. It like lights this flame inside of us. Just like when you start eating chips and guac, you're like, I just don't want to stop. Amen. I never want to end this this uh, situation. <laughs> I feel like it's God's perfect food. 
I could live on it. I'm chips pretty sure guac. chips and guac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of salt. It's Bible-like in its quality. (laughs) Satiating. Yes, it's so perfect. Fat of the word, yeah. That's awesome. So I want to kind of wrap up this conversation (laughs) with um, a few questions, Minta, that will help bring some light to how do we apply the word? Because I know this is another topic you are obsessed with and you go in depth in your podcast. Your podcast is all about how do you apply the word to your everyday life. And so if you wouldn't mind like sharing with us um, maybe a challenge in this past year that you've walked through sure. and, and what has that looked like if you're comfortable sharing something and how have you practically implemented the word of God through that situation? Sure. Okay. So I have had some health challenges. I have an autoimmune disease and lucky me, it kicked into high gear when COVID hit. And so I've had a, a pretty difficult year of my nerves over firing and getting to a point where, um, some days it was too painful to even wear clothes. My nerves were so overfiring and so sensitive. And so my body felt like a prison, you know? And mm-hmm. I cried out to God so many times, like, please free me from this prison. Mm-hmm. Please take me out of here. Um, but his response was like, not yet, but I'm with mm-hmm. you. You know, not yet, but I'm with you. And in that time, I read the story of Joseph. And I marinated on that story mm-hmm. for wow. over a month. And Joseph did you know, God made him this amazing promise and gave him a dream. Like your brothers are going to bow to you. And then his brothers sold him into slavery. And then he was wrongly accused of things. And then he was thrown into prison. And for 17 years, he was trapped in a prison, right? I could relate to that. I was trapped in a prison. But what kept coming back to me is number one, Joseph stayed faithful. And number two, like four different times in the story, it says, but the Lord was with Joseph. And I grasped onto that because it was the life I needed in my prison to know that the Lord had not left me and Mm -hmm. he was going to use this. You know, he put Joseph in prison for such a time as this. And when the time came, he was elevated and God used every moment of his faithfulness. And, And there's a little piece of scripture that says, until the time came to fulfill his Hmm. dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. And I just felt as though the Lord said to me, I know you're in prison, but I got you. Mm. And I am with you as I was with him. And I will use this time in your life for more. And Mm. when the time's ready to release you from that prison, get ready to run, you Mm. know? And so that was a story that I clung to. And so just practically on my hard days when I felt alone and when I would get frustrated, like, okay, God, has it not been long enough yet? Is it not time for healing yet? I can't do this anymore. Um, I literally would open up to his story and I would read it again Mm -hmm. because the promises that God made to Joseph are the promises for me and they would just help me. So that was my practical way that I got through the hard thing is I like, I latched onto that story. And when my mind wanted to tell me different things. When Satan came at me and was like, you're going to be in this prison forever. There is no cure for what you have. You're going to never have fun again a day in your life. It's always going to hurt to wear clothes, you know, and I would get Mm -hmm. really discouraged. I would go back to that story. I would force myself to read that story or I would, my husband, bless him, would step in and be like, Mm -hmm. do you need some God time? Do you need to go read your story? Because I would come walk away from that going, God is with me in this prison. And he's going to use it. Mm-hmm. And it, it really did reset me every time. Wow. So that's so just powerful. one example. But again, 
I marinated on that story and I felt like God gave that to me. And I, yeah. I felt like the spirit spoke to me through that and said, Minta, this is your promise. This is your promise that this prison is not forever. And this is your promise that God is with you in this prison. And this is your promise that he has better things for you on the other side of the prison. And I had to, I latched onto that, but it literally was my lifeblood. Hmm. And, and that's the cool thing I think about the stories in the Bible is the same God that is the God of Joseph and, you know, the same God who is the God of Mary and of all these other Bible characters, man, he's your God too. And those promises hold true for you too, because they're your kids. And so if you can grasp him in their story, you've got them for yours. Yeah. It's, it's a weapon. It absolutely is it's, a weapon. Is what I hear you say. So practically speaking, applying the word is knowing that no, it's a weapon. It says the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And Ephesians 6. It's it's literally the weapons of our warfare is this word. And so I love how you're saying when when the challenge arose, when you felt the physical pain, you used the word as a sword to come against the enemy's attack and accusations and say, no, this is my heritage. Yep. And this is the journey that the Lord has me on. Because you could choose to use another weapon that could look like fear, Yes. Fighting with fear. You could choose a weapon of um, disunity in your family. You know, um, you could choose the weapon of, uh, you know, looking f- to something else to yep. fill your, you know, satisfy you food or you know, just any- anything, anything that like would give you that quick relief, yep. but it would never be lasting. And so I just honor you, um, even mm-hmm. seeing you behind the scenes. Uh, I know Aminta is authentic in this and that she truly lives this out and not only for yourself but you now equip other people Mm -hmm. to do what you do and so I'd love if you shared like what is the Lord doing through you right now (laughs) and what opportunities has he opened up really because of the catalyst of the word of God in your life. This is awesome and it would take hours so I'm going to condense it the best I can but God does so much. He's so faithful. Um, so I've been studying the word of God as much as I can for the last eight years. And about three years ago, just felt this nudge, like Minta, you need to start writing. And I was like, well, that's weird. Write about what, to whom, like, why, what, what for, you know? Um, and a friend said, well, if God's telling you to write, don't question it. Like that's disobedient. Just do it. So I started writing about every day on a, on a blog, what I was reading about in the word of God and how I applied it to my real life. That's just my natural bent. My name, Aminta literally means likes to make spiritual things practical. (laughs) And I do that. And so that's what my blog was about. I was like, well, hey, I'm reading a story about the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says we're supposed to be peacemakers. And holy cow, wouldn't you know it? I had a giant fight with my husband this week. And I felt so convicted that even though I feel that I was not the one in the wrong, I'm going to initiate peace. And um, so I started writing about that. And a few months after I started writing, people started sending me money because of my blog and saying, we love your ministry. God asked us to support your ministry. And I was like, I don't have a ministry. I have a blog. I guess I better start a ministry because it started to be lots of people sending me money with the same message that God had told them. And so I I put out an email and I said, you know, I'm thinking of starting a ministry. If you think that you want to be a part of my launch team, give me a holler. We're going to start a nonprofit. And within minutes, my friend Annie emails me and she's like, oh my word, you need to start a podcast and I'm going to help you. And then in the next few days, several people said, you got to start a podcast. And then somebody offered to donate 
money for the equipment. And then Annie's brother came on board and he, he became our tech guy and bought all the equipment and got all these cool deals. And I had people show up and we formed a board. And within a month, this is miraculous, we had formed a nonprofit, like had the paperwork in oh, hand. It never word. happens that fast. And so all of a sudden we had a blog, we had a podcast, we had a nonprofit that was helping feed kids at homeless shelters. And then the breakfast club opportunity came up and God is so good. If you've never heard of breakfast club, it was started out in St. Michael by Jake and Christy Veneta and they're amazing. And they started it in their home where they fed kids this awesome meal and gave them the word of God, a little talk before they went to school. And it has grown to like over 350 kids. Wow. It has changed the culture of the school. And I had a friend come to me about two years ago, two and a half years ago. And she said, Minta, that thing, that breakfast club in St. Michael, we got to bring it here. And instantly I was like, yes. And she said, I'll do the food. And I was like, I will speak. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, what a step out. I, I had been doing some speaking at women's events and mom's groups and stuff, but now this is a pretty regular gig. Every other week we're doing a breakfast club. And so, um, well, we, plus it's launched into other schools. Yes. And so we started, uh, last year with the breakfast club, we were up around 70 kids when COVID hit this year, we've got 50 kids. And last week I was so honored to be a part of the Blaine Breakfast Club launch. And we had about 25 kids there and I got to bring the word there. And this week I was at a meeting with Champlin Park. It was their launch meeting. They're going to launch in May to start a breakfast club. And I'm working with Coon Rapids and wow. they're going to start a breakfast club. And this year, my husband and I have been leading the FCA and I've had the privilege of writing a Bible study on the book of John and how Jesus was a goat. He was the goat leader, the greatest of all time leader. And if we want to be a leader, we need to study Jesus. So I got to write a Bible study for that. And I have just seen God use my passion for his word. And then when I live and surrender to that and I'm, and I'm diligent to be in his word, he just continues to open up opportunities. And so three years ago, I started writing, never knowing what God had and not even ever heard of Breakfast Club before or having any idea how to do a podcast or a blog or anything, but just watching him be so faithful. He's provided money, volunteers, spaces to meet. He speaks to me out of his word and gives me material every time. He's so faithful. He's with me. I've watched lives get transformed and and I know it's just him working in me through his word and it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And this all started from the word, like the, the, the revelation of yes. the love of God yep. through the word. And what's so cool is it doesn't matter if you're 95 or 15. I mean, these are, these are teenagers getting up early before school. Yep. No one is making them go except maybe like one parent is like, <laughs> you, you're going or I'm not giving you a ride to school, whatever. Right. But not many. Not right? many. Like, this is no. their own choice. Yep. They bring their friends, you know, 25 kids, 70 kids, 300 plus kids coming yep. to hear what? to hear the word being preached. And I think a lot of times in our culture, we're so afraid to talk about the word of God. It's like, oh, we don't want to sound spiritual or judgmental. People are dying. People are dying because they need the truth. Yeah. They need the anchor yep. to their soul and to their life. And that is what the word partnered with the Holy Spirit in our faith is. And so I just honor you, Minta, for stepping out in this way. You're continuing to step out. I know it. You're like, yep, we're adding another school or we're doing this opportunity. And all, you, all you're doing is just saying yes. Right. And I want to encourage the listeners, like maybe maybe you don't have teenagers. Maybe you're not going to start a breakfast club. But how could 
opening up and getting hungry for the word of God and inviting the Holy Spirit into this time, transform your world. Because this has transformed your world in a major way. It's opened up crazy doors, crazy influence. It's impacted lives. So for each one of us in our own life right now, where we're planted, in our homes, in our jobs, in our communities, like what would it look like if we allowed the word to, if we allowed the word to marinate in us, what does the Lord have in store? Right? I, I, we were just reading this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and it talks about we are but fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. And this makes it clear that our power is from the Lord. And when you read the Word of God, you can't help but shine a light out of your fragile clay jar. It just will happen. When you immerse yourself in the Word of God and it starts to come alive in your heart, you will be a jar shining a treasure. And then when you talk to your neighbor, it's just going to naturally flow out. And the next time that you're outside raking, you're going to talk to your neighbor and it's going to bubble out of you because you're going to have this excitement and this fire in you. And pretty soon God's going to start a little something with your neighbor and you never know where that's going to take you. And, um, you know, at the grocery store, standing in line with somebody, you're just going to have a feeling that Mm -hmm. that person needs an encouragement and you're going to reach out because your light is shining out of your fragile clay jar and you're going to be able to connect with a person in the grocery store line and just give them some encouragement, you know? And so that's, that's my, you don't necessarily have to read it an hour a day or launch a breakfast club Mm -hmm. for the word to come alive in your life. But when you do start to read it, you're just going to overflow with it. It will just come out of you and it's going to naturally start to impact the people around you. Your neighbors are going to notice something different. Your coworkers are going to notice something different. Your kids are going to notice something different Mm -hmm. and you are going to see the fruit of that come alive. I love how you said naturally because it is natural. It's become our DNA. So we just reflect the characteristics that our DNA has written in our genetic code. Like, mm-hmm. it's that simple. It's not like we start saying Ecclesiastes 3.12 says to our neighbors <laughs> and we get all weird about it. Like, we're just normal. And you start to, your words start to speak life. You don't even necessarily have to say the reference, people. You just start speaking life. And that is right. powerful. And it pierces people. It's seeds. It's yep. like we just throw seeds on the ground. And then the Lord is the one who does the watering and brings those things to life. And um, I'll just wrap up with a scripture in the mint. I'd love to ask you to pray awesome. for our listeners. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.18. Mint, I think of this verse. Um, I think of you when I read this verse. Um, and it says, all this is from God. Like all this opportunity, Amen. all this revelation is really from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? All that means is that God gave us so much. He redeemed us. He saved us. And now he's given us the ministry to be the bridge mm-hmm. to others and say, hey, you have access to the same God, the same love, the same revelation that I do. Mm. And here's how. Let me show you how. So, Minta, I'd be honored if you would uh, pray, pray us out. Absolutely. Father, I just thank you so much for who you are. I thank you that you are a God who's worthy of all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, God, all the authority is yours. Thank you that you love us. And thank you that you speak to us through your word. Thank you that you promise us that you will meet us inside the pages of the book, Lord, that when we dive in and read and spend time with you, that you will send your spirit. And so, Lord, I just want to pray Ephesians 1, uh, 16 and 17 over the listeners right now. God, we thank you. 
We, we pray for those listening, asking you, our glorious Father, to give us spiritual wisdom and revelation that we might grow in our knowledge of God. I pray that our hearts would be flooded with light so that we can understand the confident hope you have given us. Lord, we just thank you. And so right now I pray that as the listeners here have the courage, Lord, to step out and spend more time in your word, would you give them increased hunger for the word of God? Would you give them increased wisdom and revelation from what they read? And will you help their light to shine ever brighter out of their fragile clay jar? God, we just thank you so much for the power of your word. We thank you that it's alive. In your name we pray. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, Aminta, I'm honored to know you as a friend. I'm honored for you to share today. Where can people follow your journey and support you? Because I'm oh, telling awesome. you, if you are someone who is like, yeah, I don't have margin to um, start a breakfast club, but I'm passionate about the word of God being shared in my city. Mm. Um, maybe you live in Minneapolis, Twin Cities, or Minnesota. Um, maybe you don't, but you just care about the word being um, shared with, with kids and with families. Um, this is such a worthy uh, mission to get your dollars behind, to get your service behind. Um, I'm telling you, this is eternal. If you want like an eternal investment, mm. um, Minta, what she's doing through Ram and Breakfast Club is so powerful. So where can they connect with you, support you, and listen to your podcast? Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So I, my, it, my name is my handle. So you can go to www.amintageisler.com. And there will be a tab there called Reckless Abandoned Ministries. And if you want to click that and scroll down, there's a donate button where you can donate um, to contribute to the Breakfast Clubs. It's amazing how God is reaching the next gen through that. At Breakfast Club, every kid gets a meal, but they also get a Bible and they literally hold the word of God in their hands and they learn and they are taught out of scripture. They are given a message of hope and of love and it is changing lives. It's unbelievable. We would be so honored if you wanted to partner with us. But again, that's amintageisler.com. You can go to the Reckless Abandoned Ministries page for more information there. How about your podcast? Okay, so we are the Mint Podcast. And when you search for us, you can go to any major podcast app, just type in mint with a period at the end and we will show up. So mint with a period, or you can go to my website again, amintageisler.com and there's a direct link there for the yeah. mint podcast. Which will put all this information in the show notes. So again, I awesome. highly encourage if you're looking for a place to multiply your dollars and make a heavenly deposit, I'm telling you, um, we'll have the, we'll provide the link for you. So thanks again, Minta. Can't wait to have you on next time. <laughs> thanks, Brooke. It was an honor to be here. <laughs>